Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Kaysen. I've been doing this podcast since September of 2012, and boy, are my lips tired. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Dan and Alex are going to be joining us again next week. They're taking the week off and getting some stuff done, Alex in particular, because, of course, she's got her upcoming nuptials happening in October, so uh, we're looking forward to that. But we are not left bereft today. We have a special guest, Cassie Parks, who is a professional coach. She, she actually retired when she was 32. Not many people get to claim that. She also is the author of seven, I believe, best-selling books, and she she has a class, a course, or, or I guess a program called Manifest 10K that she's going to tell us about, which has a very interesting little uh, piece attached to it. You don't pay anything unless you actually make money. Very interesting. So Cassie Parks, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I always love joining fun, happy podcasts and talking about the law of attraction. So I'm excited. Well, you are in the right place. We are all about the fun here. This is a very good thing. So yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a little bit of a background. Yeah. Um, so I always tell people, people ask, like, when was the first time you manifested money or used the law of attraction? I was 13. It was in choir. Uh, there was a fundraiser, and if you sold so many things the first night, you could get entered into this drawing for twenty dollars. And Ooh. so, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I want the twenty dollars. There you go. So I went home and sold the things, and I visualized, you know, sitting in class and seeing my teacher pull out a name and hearing my name. And the next day, I was the third person called. And I would love to say I was, you know, manifesting genius since then, but. I did what most people do. It's really easy that first time. And then we kind of start to get in our own way. And I would say it was probably, you know, 15 years until I started really leveraging the law of attraction um, in what I call the right way. I definitely have two phases of my life <laughs> when I was thinking I was doing it right. And when I was doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to ask you something too. It just mm -hmm. came, I don't know why this even came to me just now, but it did because of course we've been manifesting all of our lives. And, right. and you, you used a phrase that I think everybody who's ever explored this topic uses, you know, I've manifested for the first time. Well, we've been manifesting since we, we were born. The, the problem isn't that we weren't manifesting. The problem was controlling it, getting, you know, get, getting control of the steering wheel. And I'm wondering, when did you first grasp that idea that we've been manifesting all our lives and I just have to learn how to do it properly, the way I want to do it, the way I want to get? Mm. Um, so I say that with with money. When did I grasp that we could do? Or with anything. It doesn't have to be with money. It can be with yeah. anything. Um, you know, I. I believe, and like a lot of people, I think I believed it. So I believed way before, like when the secret came out, I mean, I was, um, younger, but I already had that concept. I was studying some different things about thoughts and beliefs and I had, um, done different things, but that it was, so I knew, but like that mm -hmm. moment that I was like, Oh, I can do this is, is probably when I manifested retiring from my job. Okay. You know, like where it's solid because Everybody, like anyone listening was like, oh, yeah, I know that's possible. But I think there's such a difference between knowing it and like getting it internally. Mm, yeah, I think you're right. It, 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 it's almost like there's a you described it as getting out of our own way. And that's a great way to describe it. It's the learning curve is more about believing, learning that I really can trust this crazy thing. Um, in, in fact, that, one of my favorite topics lately has been. Uh, 
people who want to apply the law of attraction. And, and I always chuckle a little bit at that thought because it's like trying to apply the law of gravity. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, we don't wake up saying, okay, I'm going to manifest keeping my feet on the ground today. I mean, we just <laughs> have part of the conversation. <laughs> right? <laughs> but we want to do this special thing with law of attraction. Like it's, you know, it's, it's not the law of the universe. It's something we have to actually grasp and we have to pull into our lives or else we won't actually have it, which isn't true, of course. <laughs> right, right. It's there whether we're consciously guiding and using and leveraging or not. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I was kind of chuckled with all that. But anyway, all right. So we have a little idea of how you got started. But when you got to the point where you decided you wanted to retire early, mm-hmm. and in your case yeah. at age 32, which is cool, kudos to you for that one. That was Thank pretty you. hot. <laughs> so how, tell us how that went. How did that go? Yeah. So I had been trying to manifest, right? Again, like you are or you're, it's always working. You're not really trying your, your, inputting the right data or you're not. And I have been trying to build my business to leave my job. You know, I wanted to have a coaching business. I wanted to be a coach. I'd always thought I wanted to be a counselor. When I started to become a counselor, I realized there had to be something faster and I wanted to be a coach. And so I was pushing and pushing and pushing and trying to manifest like my coaching practice being full in order to leave my job. Mm-hmm. And there came a point where I get tired of that. And I remember just sitting, you know, it was like, it wasn't fun. <laughs> Which is important. There's no it doubt is, about that. Yeah, it's so important. You know, I was pushing so hard, not having any fun in order to get to a place where I could have fun. <laughs> know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After you do it, it seems so obvious. But when you're in it, like yes. you're, I just got to keep pushing harder. Right. And mm-hmm. so I really came to that moment. I remember sitting in my car and being like, what do you really want? And I went back to, you know, I was 19 and I realized there was this thing called being financially independent where you could have passive income enough to pay your bills. And I'm like, that's what I wanted. I do want a coaching practice, but more importantly, I want to be financially free and have the choice to go to work or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so that was like, uh, okay. So I really put everything for my coaching practice down um, and didn't you know, do any official, like you said, we're always using a law of attraction. So I put that all down um, and was followed inspiration, you know, started having more fun in my life, doing the things that I wanted to do. And one day I was inspired to look up what the least expensive place in Denver was. I don't even know where that inspiration came from. I wasn't looking for, it was just like, Hmm, I wonder typed okay. it in. And, um, I don't think it was the least expensive, but a couple pages into the Zillow search or whatever it was, there was this condo and I'm like, huh, that's cute. And I call my realtor, like, let's go see it, you know, cause it was if something I, I could do in that moment. And so we, um, it financially, so we went to see it and while we were looking at it, someone else put an offer on it. Which, yeah. Which was fine. Sounds, sounds like the real estate market today, actually. <laughs> it does. It. I know. And that, like at this moment, that wasn't how it was working, but, right. um, but seeing that place and the potential and connecting the dots of, I have money to invest in this place. Now it's in, mm-hmm. I can afford it and adding up the doll, like, Oh, I can make $300 a month, I think is what it was, mm-hmm. you know? And, Oh, I could repeat that. And I already had a couple, I had a couple of investment properties that I had lived in before, but it just really was following that inspiration that put all these pieces in place. Like, Oh, you could do that. And you have enough because I'd been really working on my money mindset at the same time. And 
um, doing a lot of things that I like only investing in my happiness. So I had a sizable savings account. And I'm like, I could do this a couple times and I'd be closer to paying my bills. Ah. Yeah. And so I just followed that path and the inspiration. And I came up against those things where, you know, I didn't get the next condo or mm-hmm. it didn't, the numbers didn't work and I wasn't willing to go higher. They weren't willing to come up, you know, and so it was an evolution. And then I found one, which was technically, um, Technically, I could have lived there and paid all my bills passively, but I didn't want to, it wasn't, I wanted more income than that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, but that is a very powerful moment because that was the moment, like, it's really a choice now if I go to work every day. Mm -hmm. And so I stayed about a year. Was that like an eye opener at that point when you realized I really got that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, this is possible now because it Mm -hmm. wasn't that long after I asked myself, what do I really want? I mean, it was mm. six to eight months. It wasn't. Yeah, that's pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, oh, that's, that's really is possible. Like, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in the process of buying that, um, you know, the realtor hadn't brought the keys to closing. So my realtor and I had to go back and get the keys out of the lockbox so that I could have the keys. And we ran into a couple who was getting a two bedroom place. And I just started talking and I hadn't even, again, thought about, oh, two bedroom. And then I started looking it up and I'm like, oh, I want a one bedroom. I'm going to buy another one bedroom that pays the rent on a two bedroom. And just, you know, left it open when I, I wasn't like, I didn't set up any searches. I wasn't diligently looking on the internet. Um, but if something came up, I'd go look at it. And if it wasn't, if it didn't feel good, I wouldn't do it. And then my sister happened to be looking for a place. And so a couple months after she was looking and I'm looking, I said, you know, there's a lot of places that are old mansions that are broken up into different condos. Oh. Maybe we should put our money together and see what else is possible. Ah, okay. And yeah. And so we looked at a place um, and sure enough, she got her three bedroom, two bath house that she wanted with a yard. I had upstairs, which had its own entrance. It was a full condo and I got the carriage house behind. So mm-hmm. that carriage house, one bedroom paid the entire mortgage and all the bills for my wow. two bedroom place. Very nice. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting when that kind of thing comes together that way. And, and you went through barriers along the way. You kind of skimmed over that because, um, I, I know you were trying to tell the story in a concise, yeah. <laughs> but, but the fact is you run into these barriers along the way mm-hmm. and sometimes they're the ones that become the great big stumbling blocks. Did you run into any of those where they were for you? It was like, Oh my God, I don't know if I can do this next thing. You know, at that point, it was funny. I've answered this question a couple of times this week. It was, I, I have, like, it was just, I was so on the path. There was, there was stumbling blocks or there was things that could have felt like they weren't working, mm. but I didn't give them that energy because it so felt like this is happening. I resonated with it. I was clear. I was in a patient place. Yes. You know, there was no pushing. This has to be tomorrow because almost once I knew, okay, this is what I want and this is what I'm going for. I completely relaxed because I wasn't pushing my business to be it. I, I could work out the numbers to figure out how it was going to happen, whether it was today or 30 years from now, I could work it out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was really, you know, there was times I didn't get the the condo that I mentioned, which was, you know, the official one. Um, I, I only wanted to pay a certain price for it and I made an offer and didn't get accepted. And 
I let it sit for a month and then it came back and I was like, it's still there. And I'm like, I, I, it can work, you know, it works with that. Like, and so maybe there was a little bit of fear with that, but I didn't go, you know, like, Oh, if I invest this much money, um, cause it wasn't that much more, but it really, then it felt right. And I took that step and I, you know, did it. And so there were other things, you know, every up, everything, every step is an opportunity to see that it's working Mm-hmm. Or just trust that it is working, you know? Mm-hmm. So there were lots of condos that I saw that I was like, yeah, I don't like this one. That's that price is too high. The HOA is too high and there's nothing mm-hmm. you can do about that. You know, there were a lot of lots probably is an exaggeration, but there was enough of those that there's an opportunity to get frustrated. Right. But I, yeah, but, and it doesn't mean that I never get frustrated now, but in that moment, what you're human. What <laughs> yeah. <you're> <laughs> Um, but that was so certain that I don't, it was just like, okay, next. Okay. The next one, which is always, I think the best place to be when you're, you know, law of attraction. Okay. That means yeah. it's working out. Oh, that means it's working out. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. By the way, um, I, I am seeing, this is a podcast. So most of our listeners, 99% listen to a recording afterward, but I'm seeing a few people coming in on the live stream. If any of you have questions that you'd like me to ask Cassie on your behalf, just type them into the chat area. I'll be happy to do that. Um, but in the meantime, until I see questions, I'm just going to keep going with my stuff because this is interesting. This is an interesting story that you're telling. And I think the biggest um, takeaway I've got so far is you didn't fall for those traps that lead us to feeling that we're blocked or feeling frustrated or anything like that. And I'm getting the idea that you didn't fall for them because you had a high level of trust for what we often call the inner being, that, that inner connection to source. It's like, it, it, it's, it's like you had this, this trust that went beyond trust. Like, yeah, totally. I get it. Let's go with that. Am I, wrong? <laughs> Is that, I mean, that seems like what was really going on for you. In that moment, yeah. I think, yeah. you know, as I mentioned sort of in the intro, there were two, there are there, I have very two distinct times of using the law of attraction mm-hmm. when I was doing it all wrong. And yes. in that moment, I started doing <laughs> it quote unquote right. And when I was doing it right, yeah. But if we go back to before that moment where I got on that path and surrendered to this is what I really want, mm-hmm. I was looking for blocks. I was looking, you know, so much so that that's where one of my big realizations came about is um you know, <laughs> I was doing a session and um that was clearing blocks. You know, it could be setting your intentions or clearing things, whatever. And I had been trained in this particular thing. And so would a friend. So we would trade every other Friday or something. And she starts doing the session. And it's there are thousands of possibilities for how this session could go because you muscle check and. So there's like 12 big things. And then within each big thing, there's probably 30 other things. And there's a hundred in each of those sections. So there's a lot of opportunity. And we get about like three things in it. And she's like, didn't we do this last time? <laughs> I said, yes. <laughs> hey, recognition's half the battle. Yeah, it is. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, Exactly the same of this 120 beliefs. This is the belief that's coming up, you know, and that was when I really started to look at that was all kind of part of, I'm sure, this moment and letting go that came in the future. But I was like, I can't fix that. I'm not attracting money in my business. I have to step into the person who is making money and the person who has what I want. I can't 
there's only so many things that you can unblock or fix. You have to start living into that. And for me, that was a really big shift that probably led to that trust um, that came a couple months later. Talk about that idea of stepping into that person. I, I, I love the phrasing and I, I've heard a number of different ways of describing it, but I'm curious when you think about that concept, how do you think about it? Oh, I love this. So on a very sort of the, you know, like a scientific level, I think of all the multiple possibilities, right? Okay. Probabilities. And so in my head, I have a visual of how this works that, okay, I'm in this one and I'm going along or I can step over here to this track. And literally step in and see what's different because the reality so you is different. imagine yourself taking a physical step then. Yeah. There, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and I do some other things with that when I do my clients, but in my head, I'm like, okay, this is one track and this is the other track. Hmm. And when I can physically step in here, I can see that reality. Um, and it, you know, takes time to practice, but I look around, you know, okay, what am I thinking in this reality? What am I believing? What do I see? You know, because there's infinite things that we see, but our brain can't take them in. And so stepping in, I really see is choosing to step into that version of yourself that is who you want to be. I use it five years. Um, I use a future self concept and we work five years out, but really stepping in to that person who you are in five years and becoming more of them in your current reality every day. Mm, yeah. Who, who were some of your teachers? Um, a lot, me, a lot self-taught. Um, okay. so, that's cause a good, I, good one. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's more of that internal connection stuff. So, Hey, you're, doing, yeah. you're going right, right down the right path at that point. Yeah, it is. Um, really the science parts, you know, I started mm. like attracts like, and, you know, I remember that in junior high science, I remember, mm. you know, studying things like visualization cause I was an athlete. So my high school coach to this day, she has, she's about to retire, but she has visualized on her license plate. You know, it has been there wow. for 30 years. Yeah. You um, had some pretty strong influences there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like that. And just I had was always geared toward psychology. And mm. I love visualization. I loved learning about studies, you know, whether it was true or not. My psych teacher in junior high, you know, he said that uh, I'm a Bronco fan. Okay. And I was in high school when the Broncos won the Super Bowl. But what mm -hmm. he said was, when Mike Shanahan had come, I remember this lesson in psychology, he said he stopped saying he made the team stop saying we want to go to the Super Bowl and start saying we want to win. Like we're going to win the Super Bowl. We're not going. We're going to win. And I, I remember that moment like, oh, that's a shift. That's it is a shift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It has a different feel to it. Yeah. And so really just studying and being an athlete and wanting to know, like, how do you use your brain to increase performance? Mm -hmm. Um it's really a lot where I've, you know, learned a lot of that. Very cool. Yeah, I like that. Well, I like especially the fact that you're so well self-taught. I find that many of the guests and co-hosts that I've had over the years um, who have a lot to contribute were self-taught. They learned this stuff mm -hmm. on their own. Yeah. They picked, I mean, one of them, I love, I don't know if you know uh, David Strickle. He's a channeler. It's kind of similar Ooh. to um, Esther Hicks bringing in Abraham. Mm -hmm. uh, he channels the stream of David. But uh, the way he described it was when he was a kid, he, he realized he could do this. And he thought he had invented the law of attraction. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love that description. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but the simple fact is the ones who have um, learned it internally mm -hmm. seem to be the ones who 
are the best teachers because they're getting it directly from source. It's the, it's the raw unvarnished information. Yeah. So yeah, congratulations to you for making that connection at an early age. That's really, really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the uh, Manifest 10K program that you put together. First of all, how it came about, yeah. because you, you, you mentioned before we got going here that there was an inspired aspect to it. And then mm-hmm. tell us what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in that, you know, that time where I say I was doing the law of attraction wrong, what I was doing. <laughs> you are living wrong. What right. Wrong <laughs> Pushing. I was at the same time opening my money mindset and really shifting that. And I was having success there probably because, well, definitely because I wasn't pushing. I was just learning and opening to change and, you know, seeing different stories. So some of my teachers, you know, like Robert Kiyosaki has an impact on me. You know, I've been, you know, I went to T. Harbecker's event, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and really opened my mind like, oh, there's a different possibility with money. And I got really good at that. You know, I remember setting intention one day, like I didn't know when raises came out. Like, I didn't know there was like kind of a structure that normal companies have with like, I just said, I'd like to manifest a 20% raise. And I just said it. And, and a couple months later, I got a 20% raise. And <laughs> it wasn't until like, <laughs> you know, being at the company, if you, I realized like, oh, there's actually like, a, that was pretty amazing. Like yeah. that, w- there's a structure to that. You know, it doesn't, <laughs> you know, it doesn't just happen. You did that, you know? And um so as I kept, increasing my money mindset and building that it was about six months before I left my job and I'd pretty much put coaching down, but I was talking to a friend um, with the intention. I'd pick it back up when I had the space and the capacity and no longer had my job. Mm. And she was in a multi-level marketing company and she's just talking. She says, I don't know if people say they don't have the money because they want, they were just trying to blow me off, but not hurt my feelings or they really don't have the money and I should help them. And I said, Oh, mm. you know, and I go, I could teach anyone. And I think it was like $300 and like, I could teach anyone how to manifest $300. Like it just popped out of nowhere, you know, came Mm -hmm. out of my mouth. And I said, huh, I said, I'll make a program and then you can give them the program. And if they do it, you know, they were serious. If they don't do it, you know, they were just, you know, that was the nice way of saying, no, thank you. Exactly. Yeah. And so we got off the phone and I outlined the course, the start of the, I outlined the course as it ended up being in the, first revelation. And, and then I just put it down. And when I quit my job, um, even though I had enough passive income to pay my bills, there was just something. And I'm like, about not having a paycheck that I could tell my thoughts were not, I'm like, I got to get this under control. (laughs) Otherwise I know where I'm going. And so I said, ah, I'll write that program that I have and I'll do it first. I'll be the first person. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And so I wrote that program. And along with that, I did a lot of scripting because what I knew from the times of pushing is I had gotten really familiar with being a coach who doesn't have a lot of clients and who doesn't sell a lot of programs. And I'm like, you have to get familiar with being a coach who has a lot of clients and who has people who are investing. Mm. Yeah. And stepping into it once again, stepping into it. Yep. Mm. I'm like, you have to know what that feels like because now you don't, you have a lot of experience that is not that. And so I would script as I wrote that course. And when I released that course, I had 170 people 
Um, yeah. <laughs> that's quite a launch. <laughs> it is quite a launch. A yeah. first <laughs> launch. That's really, whoa. And, and yeah. you were scripting, you said. Mm-hmm. So every day when I write the course, I would just open up a note on my computer and I just start with whatever came to mind. Like, oh, my course is awesome. People are manifesting so much money. People love it. I just heard Joan, you know, say she manifested a thousand dollars. I love it. And I just go and go and go until I came to a stop. And then I'd go back to writing the course. Mm-hmm. And if at any point I got stuck writing the course or I didn't know, you know, I had I had the outline I had. I wanted a story for each thing. And sure. You know, but if I got to a point where I was like, I don't know what to write next, I would immediately go back to scripting. And really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. so you were essentially—I don't know if you were doing this deliberately—but you were essentially reconnecting to source every time you came into a block. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, no wonder you're so successful. My God. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always say that's why that course has an energy of its own. I mean, it has grown, and but it it came to you know for those first 170 people and the ones that did it like it it had the energy it it started as a success because i'd already poured all of that connection into it and you know what i wanted it to be yeah so um I, you know, I wrote it and I said, okay, hmm, what's the investment going to be? Mm. You know, and I just sat with it and then it came to me like, oh, people can pay 10% of whatever they manifest. And wow. I said, okay, that feels good because it feels easy for people to say yes. And, you know, I said to me, you know, I'd get the question from my friends when I tell them who were kind of in the elevator, where, oh, what if someone doesn't pay? I'm like, I'm not worried. Like I'm going to get paid. That's on them. That's their business, right? I'm not putting my energy into, oh, if someone gets this course for free, if someone agrees to pay and they don't pay, like the, that's all going to get sorted out in the universe. I need to have nothing to yeah, do with that. It, it's not like the law of attraction <laughs> stops operating when you're in business. Right. right. <laughs> and I'm going. you know, um, and you know, I made $10,000 from that first launch. I had people that manifested $25,000. Nice. You know, people have manifested that, a, a thousand. Wow. Yeah. First program out of the box. Bam. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. First program doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had launched many programs. Then the most I'd ever had was two people. Ah, okay. Yeah. So this was a breakthrough moment then. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very cool. Now mm-hmm. we do have um, some commentary and questions coming in here. Yeah. So I'm going to throw them up. Uh, first one comes from Jane, although she says uh, she's actually uh, three people, Jane, Becky, and Amanda. They're all watching from Indianapolis. So, <laughs> so Jane says, coaching for activating your future self now. You talk about visualizing your future self five years ahead. What if that is so different in five years We'll have an empty nest. Now we have a kid in the house. Feels so far away. Yeah. And this is great for empty, like people who are going to be empty nesters because you want to step into what that's going to feel like. Mm. You want to know, and you don't want that, you know, going back to kind of what we just talked about of, you know, oh, the, the experience of not having any clients to the experience of having clients. Like you want to be choosing and directing that now, not getting to, Oh, I'm an empty nester. I don't know what I'm going to do. And kind of going through that, like choosing and stepping into that right now and visualizing, okay, what does that look like? What does that feel like? What am I free to do? What am I, how am I connecting with my children differently? Mm -hmm. Right. How am I supporting Mm -hmm. them? How does my life, how am I supporting myself differently? All of that is going to open up to pave that way. And that transition is going to be a lot easier because you've practiced it. You've been there. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. 
Um, got a comment. This is this is an interesting one, actually. This is from JB, who apparently has worked with you before. He says, well, please tell Cassie that I participated briefly in her Manifest Before You Pay program earlier in the year. And although it didn't work for me, I am very appreciative for her. So thank you. Yeah. I mean, I hope you showed up to calls and got coaching and did all of that. Um, and so I'm, you are welcome. <laughs> and then uh, another Jay, this is Jeffrey, who's one of our regular listeners. He uh, jumped in and said, I want to step into the life of, of an international writer slash editor and adventurer with food, wine, and tarot. Awesome. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, how can you do that right? Like, how can you do that today? What's one thing you can do today to step into that, to get that experience? Mm, now, yeah. the, there's, we can't unknow experiences that we have. So any piece of that experience you can get is opening up and growing that. So I would just ask yourself, how can I get one piece of that today? That's very good. Do, when when you are coaching people, do you coach them to do daily stuff? Yeah. So my uh, assignments are about twenty minutes a day. Okay. Uh, on average, so sometimes it might be a little longer. Sometimes in the future, we do do some longer assignments. But I believe you can create everything you need in about twenty minutes a day. Um. So, one of the things that. I think all of us who have been in these circles for quite some time see a lot of is people complaining that, you know, they did the visualization, they did the uh, affirmations, they did the this, that, and the other thing, and they're not getting what they want. They're getting the wrong thing. Was it like not 20 minutes? <laughs> I mean, there's so many things, right? Um, and as a coach, I mean, the more and more I coach, the more I see it. So there's, people that are pushing so hard and they're doing like a hundred things a day mm -hmm. and then they're, or they have a hundred things they think they should do. And I, that's only kind of an exaggeration. Like I've seen lists that are like that long, you know, say this many affirmations, visualize, do this, do that, all these things. And they're only getting maybe half of it done. And then they're spending all this all day judging themselves for not doing enough. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's this, doing it, like doing the work is very, uh, it's a very interesting concept because, you know, it's, it, I think you can do it in 20 minutes a day, but it depends on what you do the rest of the day. Like, are you judging yourself or are you trusting yourself? And that's not something that's part of that stepping into. You can't put that on a list. You can't, you know, you can, but it's, it's not a checkoff item, right? It's, mm -hmm. And it's the thing that you start to do. And what I find with a lot of people, especially if they've consumed a lot of information, that they come and they're not fully present. Like if I give them an assignment, I can tell when there's like three different voices in their head about what they think the assignment should be. Not what I actually wrote. It just happened with someone the other day. I even went back and I read it and I said, nowhere in it does it say, think about the negative thing. And the, I was pretty sure it didn't, but I always check to make sure, like, <laughs> did I type something? Like, <laughs> and because she was hey, so wait, certain. Wait, wait. When, you're, when you're scripting, you're, you're basically coming, you know, whatever comes to you, you're putting in there. Maybe you put something in you didn't realize you put it in there. I mean, yeah, so or, check, so yeah, I, yeah, I check when I, because I have tons of assignments and I, and I always look for, okay, did I say that a little, could I make it clearer for them? Right. And, um, 
you know, but what I could tell is that that's old information. She's taken old things before that said, take all these negative things and try and turn them positive. Mm. And I was saying, what have you built over time? And how can you like, how do we pick out what we've created naturally in the last 90 days versus what do you still think is wrong and what do we need to change? Mm -hmm. Um, And it happens so often. I think sometimes I'm a big advocate of having a coach because so often people think they're doing it, but they're not. They're doing it from their current self or their past self. They're not doing it from this person who's stepping in. So what's the coach's job then in that situation? To see that, to see um, and to help them. For me, it's to up-level their story. It's to see... Okay, are you doing this based on your current self? Are you doing this on who you want to be? Because those are two different things. Are you opening up to what's possible or are you just regurgitating more of the same? So let's yeah. talk a little bit about that that alternate self that we're trying to step into because mm-hmm. it's very clear with your method that's like the cornerstone that's that's mm-hmm. where it all begins ends it's 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 everything in between it's all in that stepping into. So you're coaching somebody on stepping into, how do you, how do you get them to take that first step? Um, so I start with manifest 10 K. So we start by manifesting money. We start by creating um, that belief that it works. We start. And so even in manifest 10 K, the way that we start stepping in is there'll be little exercises about just looking at money mm-hmm. and becoming aware of how you feel, not trying to change it, just letting that awareness change because awareness changes us. Um, we do a fun little scavenger hunt to, you know, okay, today you got to find a penny, nickel, dime, and then a quarter in that order, right? Okay. So <laughs> it becomes fun. We're not trying to, oh, become a millionaire, have a millionaire mindset right now. We're interacting in the fun, the person that you want to be because somebody who has a lot of money, if you think about it, has more money they probably have more fun with money just by nature, right? If you're stressed about money, you're not having fun with it. If there's more than enough, if you have- I I, I can attest to that one. I know how that one feels, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right? And so you're when that is in your bank account, so I start with $10,000 because it's big enough that you can't howl it usually, but not so big that it's overloads your brain. And so if you had $10,000 in your bank account, you, you just look at things different. When you walk in a store, right, there's more options. So mm-hmm. you give yourself more possibilities, whether you want to take them or not, yeah. you're, you're more open, mm-hmm. right? Or if you want to invest in something, you feel that's more possible. Um, and so we really, I start small by just, um, it's not tricking your brain, but opening your brain in a way that circumvents that fear response of, oh, my God, we're going to go be a millionaire. Like, no, we're just going to have some fun with money. We're just going to build a better relationship with money. Mm. And we start there. And then we really and we get clear in the beginning, too, so that we know where we're going. You know, very clear about we're going to invest the money um, because that's also stepping into the person. A lot of people um this ties into your question, but a lot of people will ask for money and they don't recognize it's coming in. 
Yeah. They, hey, they I just can tell you see. stories about that from my own experience, <laughs> including stuff that I've documented here on the program. Yeah. I, I don't know if you know who Dan Mangana is, but he's also a money coach. Yeah. He wrote a book called The Money Game, and, and his is basically an incremental. You, you track $10 and 20 and 50 and you just keep building it up, all that kind of thing. So I was doing his money game approach. And money would come in and I wouldn't make the connection that it was part of what I was doing with playing the money game. And then I would, I would fail to make the connection while talking on the show about the fact that I hadn't made the connection, except there was that one check. Oh my God, I actually did it. It was that kind of a thing that would happen. And it happened like two or three times here on the show. So yeah, yeah, we totally get it. It Yeah. And so one of the people that's stepping in is the person who sees it. Right. So Mm. we talk a lot about that, like, paying attention. There's an assignment like so that it reminds them, okay, what, you know, how's, how have you seen money in the last week? Right. Um, and so that stepping in to your future self, I build that foundation first mm-hmm. because that is so important. I used to think you could just go into the future self workshop. I'm like, Oh, it's cool. The future self workshop will take care of it. And what I realized people who had completed manifest 10 K had a lot more success and they stuck with the future self work more because they had built up all the trust muscles, the belief, mm-hmm. all those things, you know, they built the skill set in manifesting. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, and then, so to teach someone how to step in, we, we spend three days investing in your future self. Hmm. Because what most people think is they like, oh, I want. So I want a new car. I want a new house. I want, you know, love of my life. I want great health and whatever else, right? Maybe I want a dog. And that it, they stay in that one. They're not, what does that life look like? What does it look like when I walk that dog around the neighborhood where my new house is? How am I feeling when I'm mm. seeing this amazing view every day? Like they're not tapped into that. They're not tapped into their senses. They're tapped into the, I want. And so we invest a lot of time, three days, getting clear about who your future self is on all levels, the depth, what happens. Um, so then that stepping in is a little bit easier because we have a very clear picture. You're not just somebody who wants a dog, a house, a car, health, and whatever the other thing I said was. Um, <laughs> but you're not just that person, right? Who has this, this one dimensional list of things that you want. Right. You have a vision of somebody who's living a complete life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is easier to step into. Now, I'm also going to ask a special case question because mm-hmm. it's pertinent to me. This has been a, a situation with me for a long time. Um, there are some people who literally have trouble creating images in their mind, and I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they actually have a name for it now. They call it aphantasia. Mm-hmm. And when you're aphantasic, if you're lucky, you can create anything at all, like a color, you know, but most of the time it's just black, you know, nothing mm-hmm. going on there at all. And what I learned over time is that, well, I don't have to rely just on my visual sense, I can also imagine sound, I can imagine touch, taste, all and I can do those just fine. So that's been my my kind of workaround. But I'm wondering, have you run into this and and how do you help people who are dealing with an aphantastic type of experience to kind of get past well you're you're you keep focusing on all this stuff that you're you can't doing it. You can't you can't be doing it. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to make the the, the vision. How do how do you get somebody past something like that? Um so scripting, because I'm not a, it's always ironic because they say the first time I use visualization, but I, I don't use like quote unquote visualization, just seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, scripting feels different to me than visualization. So, so? Um, because you're really, you're not conjuring up an image. You are looking at that reality 
Oh, okay. Uh, like you are inside that reality. So the same as you're looking at me on the screen, right? Mm-hmm. You can see that when you're scripting, that's what happens. You're saying like, I saw the cosmic background. I heard waltz. I felt happy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so you're in the experience, not trying to conjure it from somewhere in your brain. I okay. think I couldn't conjure if I had to do my future self, like just visualize, like I couldn't do it. Interesting. But when I script it, I am in it. So you're essentially creating the quote vision unquote by describing it. Yes. Yeah. And being in it and tapping to into those senses, like mm-hmm. senses are a very important thing um, when I teach oh, scripting. Yeah. And I imagine it's all five senses too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That full sensory experience. Yes. Like, oh, I wish I could remember. One of my clients said to me the other day, I tasted the, or the something was palpable. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and, it, and it was from her current life. It was, oh, it was like the luxury, I think, was palpable because ah. um, I was interviewing her. Um, I interview a lot of my clients about their journey. And she had just got back from this amazing vacation. And she was like, the luxury, like it was palpable. I, I could taste it. When, when you're describing this, you're reminding me of uh, the teachings of Neville Goddard. I don't know if you're familiar with Neville Goddard. But, Somewhat, um, yeah. One, one of his uh, key phrases that I always refer to, one of my co-hosts, Cindy Chavez, is the one who introduced me to him, and we ended up doing all of his books page by page. But uh, the key phrase that comes from him is assuming the feeling of the wish fulfilled. Yes. And, and that's really what you're describing, mm-hmm. I think. You're describing yeah. – uh, one of the ways that Goddard described it was it's the difference between s- – kind of in your mind, seeing somebody climbing a ladder and actively walking up in your mind and climbing the ladder, putting your feet on the ladder and pulling your hands up the ladder and so forth. So you're actually part of the scene. Yes, that nails it. That's what we do in scripting. And so, you know, that vision of the ladder, we do that step by step Mm -hmm. of three days in the life of your future self Mm -hmm. um, and then some other things. And so that stepping in becomes so easy because you know all the Mm -hmm. Parts. You know what that feels like to climb the ladder, to get out of bed, to, you know. And to that really contributes to believability, too, because yeah. you're the one who is actually creating that scene and then living out that scene in your mind in some way, either yes. visually or, or touch or however, however way you're experiencing it. You're experiencing it in your mind as if it were actually happening. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's yeah. a very powerful thing. This is very cool. So you start people off with a, a three-day... I'm going to call it um, an introduction because it sounds like it's like the first step is just that acclimation step. What yeah. happens after the three days? What, where does it uh, go after that? Um, then there's 20 minutes assignment each day. So sometimes it's just scripting. It's scripting mm-hmm. the things that we scripted. And sometimes it's really looking at, you know, answering some of the future self questions going on. So um, there's four future self questions that will eventually go through as you move through it. You know, does she do this? Does she, or do they do this? Do they think this? Do they believe this? Do they own this? And so some of the assignments are going step-by-step through that and really paying extra attention to your thoughts and like, Mm -hmm. Oh, does my future self think that? No. Or yes. And getting real excited and putting more energy into that. Um, there's other assignments. So scripting is a big one. We do different variations of scripting. So mm-hmm. we might change it up and one day it might be only what you hear in your script. Mm. Right? You just change it and you're only paying attention to that sense. Um, 
what other, there's some very fun ones. Um, you know, playlist, some things that you, you know, people have heard of before we make a vision board, but it's a vision board that is made differently. It's not just, Oh, this is all what I want. It's make the collage of what this life looks like and what you look like living this life. So in other words, use the vision board as a way to paint a picture of the life you're trying to create. Yeah. Mm -hmm. From inside of it, right? And really, it's always being inside. What does it look like? So if I went to your house and you had a bunch of pictures on a bulletin board, right? Create the vision board that looks like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I I would call this the Marie Diamond version of vision boarding, if you remember that (laughs) section from The Secret. Yeah. I love that. I was actually listening to one of your episodes this morning, and um, I was like, oh, yeah, I loved that scene. I love her. (laughs) She is terrific. No doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go back to something that uh, JB, who, who posted in the uh, live stream, brought up. Mm-hmm. He, he tried your program. He said mm-hmm. he didn't actually um, manifest what he's trying to, to get out of it, but he still appreciated the program. Mm-hmm. The is when somebody is stumbling, I mean, in his case, it sounds like he kind of just quit the program. But when, when somebody is stumbling, how do you help them to stop stumbling? Um. So I like there's, so that's why there's coaching now and pay after you manifest and manifest 10 K because of what I found. And especially as I started using better technology, I could see where people were falling off. And I did not like that because Mm. I knew it was a coaching thing. So, um, when you say it's a coaching thing, what do you mean? Um, like if you had a coach, if you had someone to help you up level your story, see it differently, see your blind spot that mm-hmm. you would keep going. Okay. You could keep manifesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the program isn't meant to be done anymore on your own. It's really meant like come to coaching calls. If you are, if you have a question, like come ask that. It's really meant to be, um, you know, to get feedback. So in the, in the beginning of the year, and I don't, um, I don't have a vision of who this person is, but, um, you know, people would get to the end of man and I wouldn't have seen any assignments. And I'm like, you can't, if you don't show me your assignments, I can't coach your blind spots. I can't coach mm. you when you're missing it. When I said, you know, go down path A and you went down co- path Z to the nth degree, I can't help you get back on. Um, and so when someone shows up, I'm trying to think of a, a question someone might bring. Um, a lot of times it's, oh, what if it doesn't feel like it's happening? Mm-hmm. Um, and we coach like very often you'll get an assignment to find more evidence, right? Find more it's happening. Um, sure. I think of another question that came up today. No, well, one was why, why, why are you going there? I'm going to go mm-hmm. back to what you just said. Cause you said yeah. something very interesting, finding evidence that it's happening. Yeah. Because that's not normally the reaction people typically have. When they're bringing up the idea, well, it's not really happening. Well, I'm going to go find some evidence that it's happening. You don't hear that very often. Yeah. So, so talk about that for a second. That's yeah. pretty, pretty important right there. So my definition of evidence is, um, you know, it's what's showing you what you want is on the way. So it's mm-hmm. not the thing, right? It's not the $10,000, but it's a sign that you see of $10,000. And so it's easy to go, oh, well, whatever, except for when you really understand what's happening and you're making your focus sharper on what you want. So, so you're seeing, not dismissing as much anymore. Yes. And you're seeing what you want. I mean, it's mm-hmm. already there. Mm-hmm. You're just not seeing it because of where you're focused, because of the story in your head that I don't have $10,000. Mm-hmm. When you start to see that $10,000 sign, 
that's a sign. When you start to hear somebody behind you at the bank talk about te- or with the teller talk about making a $10,000 transfer, that's it's getting closer. Mm-hmm. And when you are becoming someone, you know, because that's what manifesting, you know, it's not just about bringing the, it's about becoming the person who has those things. And when you're shifting from someone who does not have that to someone who does, it's a process. And so when you look for evidence that it's coming, you're amping up your belief and you're seeing the change in yourself. Like, oh, I never would have heard that before. <laughs> I never would have heard, you know, and it happens all the time with my client. They'll go, mm-hmm. yeah, I went to the, I went to eat somewhere and they were talking about a $50,000 boat behind me, you know, or making a hundred thousand dollar investment. And they're like, <laughs> I've never heard, I've never heard anything like that before. You know, I've never heard anyone say that before. And so really when we're focused on this evidence, <laughs> I'm going to throw this up on screen. Yeah. Jeffrey says, I told my LOA friend the other day that I had $10,000 in my bank account and you're talking about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> like, <laughs> that is great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so you count that. You're like, I'm seeing it because that's what's happening. You know, we're telling our brain all the time what we want it to find by the stories that we're telling. And so when we're telling someone there's $10,000 in my bank account, we're telling your brain, find the $10,000 as many times as you can. Right. Um, and so counting that evidence is so important and it's such an important muscle because when you become like an evidence machine, you're like looking for it all the time, which is how I am with, um, you know, I have a, a podcast and my co-host and I talk about living loved, but like, we'll call each other like, Oh my God. And we'll be like, I, I saw a purple tiger. And like the other person may or may not know how that ties into something <laughs> that we're creating, but we're like, Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're as excited about the evidence because we know we've built that muscle. Like it's coming. Mm-hmm. If I'm seeing this and I'm seeing this and I'm seeing this, it is right around the corner. That's a really interesting approach. I like it. I mean, it certainly is. It it resonates intuitively. I think anybody Mm -hmm. hearing that is going to say, yeah, well, of course. I mean, that makes so much sense. But how often do we actually go out of our way to create that muscle? That's a very cool concept. I like that. Thank you. When when somebody is um, expressing interest in what you're doing and what Mm -hmm. you're offering and so forth, how do you guide them? How do you you start them off? Is it just go for the the three-day program first? Or, I mean, is there a series of steps? Do they read a book? I mean, what? What's the way to get going on something like this? I mean, if they know they're ready to get going, I would say jump in a manifest 10K mm-hmm. and choose the path that supports your manifesting. So you can invest up front $1,000 or you can pay after you manifest. And that pay after you manifest contract is is um, goes beyond the 10,000. So if you manifest winning the lottery of a million dollars, you a hundred thousand, right? Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. only manifest a hundred dollars, you $10. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you pick the path that aligns with your manifesting what feels best to you. But that's mm-hmm. really where to start because you can't even take the three day course until you've completed manifest 10 K. And when you, when you talk about completing manifest 10 K, what exactly mm-hmm. is that? What, I mean, is, is it a course? Is it, what is it? Yeah. So it's a course online, mm-hmm. um, about 20 minutes a day. It starts mm-hmm. with about eight hours worth of pre-work to really prime your brain, to see this stuff, to start catching the stories you don't even know you're telling about money mm-hmm. and upgrade those. Um, and to really set you on the path to manifesting lots of money. So you do the pre-work and then you get into the official manifest 10 K course. Once you've completed the pre-work and you get into manifest 10 K, you also have access to coaching. So there's four coaching calls a week. So if you get, 
if you get stuck or having a problem, not understanding something, you get to come to one of those calls. Sometimes I will say, so there's daily assignments that are 20 minutes. You're doing an assignment in it's too hard. Like it's not landing coaching over the computer. I'll say, bring it to a call. We work through it together mm-hmm. to get you to that best, best possible um, place. You can also listen to the recordings of calls, but basically you get in, it's a 20 minute assignment every day, um, five days a week. Um, you do it. Um, you show up to coaching calls and the best part about the calls is coaching, but the really the best, the better part is celebrating telling how money is showing up. We talk about money. We talk about when money shows up. When we, um, we talk about when a penny shows up, we talk about when somebody, you know, gives $10,000 or when they cross the million dollar manifested mark. Like we talk about all of that. So you're in this space of it's happening of a lot of people that it's happening for. And we celebrate evidence. People share evidence every day. People share it's happening. People gather evidence from hearing other people's stories. Like, oh, yes. Why, that's my evidence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like Jeffrey yeah. talking about 10,000 and then hearing this particular show today. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so then you go through and it can take, it, the course can be done in about four months. I would say the average is about six months because people get okay. to a place and they just need to grow into a little bit or they decide to take it a little bit slower, mm-hmm. um, which is all great um, because when you slow down, you can really take it in. It's a very good point too. Taking it in is, is most of what you're trying to do anyway. You're trying to absorb it. You're trying to make it part of who you are. Yes. So, yeah, that makes total sense to do that. Now, everything we've talked about here has mm-hmm. been about the money side. And certainly, I mean, if, if our, I think anybody, if, if anybody talks about what the top three things are that people are trying to manifest in their life, money's probably at the top of that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is like nine times out of 10. There are other couple things that tend to show up a lot though. And I'm curious, do you, coach or help on those things. The, the two being relationships and health. Those yeah. are the two things that I think get a lot of attention. Is that, is that part of the program? Is that like a advanced studentry or something like that? But you know, yeah, absolutely. So what I have found is that when you shift your money story, which is what I, when we start manifesting money and you start getting really good at that, because you're up leveling who you are, everything else changes. Mm. So there's like an automatic bonus of those two things getting better. Um, Mm -hmm. and I do coach on that. So I have a three day, the future self workshop. I have one that people can pick that is specifically about attracting a relationship Mm -hmm. and the one that they want. Um, so clients can do that. And and my clients will do money one year and the relationship the next, and then health, we really do a couple of different ways. So you, because health is one of those things, if it's there, you're not focused on it for the most part. Sometimes if you're really like an elite or you're, you know, like I do have a client who is an amazing bicyclist and she's breaking all these, these records and proving different things. She's a health coach, right? But when people want to manifest health, it is generally because they feel in some way unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we do, we'll spread that in the future self. So like, if you want to be able to walk without pain, if that's something that comes up when you are scripting your future self, you are in that place of feeling the absence of pain. So, Mm -hmm. right. When you're walking, you're focused on what's the beach smell like, what's, Uh you know, what flowers do you see? What sounds do you hear in the distance versus that pain? And that is how a lot of we shift health. That makes a lot of sense too, because what you're really doing is you're shifting attention. Yes. When you change that attention, you're going to get different results. So without even knowing what the shift in attention is, 
you still know you're going to get different results. You just don't necessarily know what the results are going to be. But yes. just the shift is going to do it. And mm-hmm. that's huge where health is concerned. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm totally yeah. on board with that. Yeah. Um, we only have a few, as usual, these hours fly right by and we're, we're down to the last few minutes here. Um, I, I want to do two things. First, yeah. I, I want to give you the chance to tell people where they can find out uh, about how to sign up for the Manifest 10K program because mm-hmm. there are going to be people who want to do that yeah. who are listening to the program today. And then I want to uh, just touch on, you mentioned that uh, in your uh, on your, your website page, you mentioned how you have these bestseller books. Are there any particular books that you want to recommend that you've written that people might want to check out to learn more about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Manifest 10,000. I just brought a copy with me. Um, is great. It's the program in book form and I had people manifest from this book. Like, cool. <laughs> yeah, I have a client who gave it to her friend and she's, you know, she's manifested $10,000 time and time over. Um, and she's like, ever since you gave me that book, I just keep manifesting another 10,000, another 10,000. <laughs> That's yeah. So if that's, you know, you want to explore, you want to know more about what the program is, um, you know, make sure we vibe before you would want to get coaching on that. You can definitely grab that on Amazon. I have one called Double Your Business, which is um, about scripting um, and attracting that. Um, and also Lifestyle Design for Champagne Life is all about scripting and about the three days that I do. So if you want to, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, you can go there and it tells you how to do it. All right. And then how do they actually sign up for the Manifest 10K program? Yeah. So you can go to payafteryoumanifest.com. Ooh, I like that domain. Payafteryoumanifest.com. Ooh, that feels yes. good. Yeah, I like it too. I mean, I could give out cassieparks.com. You can get there, but it's just more fun to say payafteryoumanifest. Payafteryoumanifest.com. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to resonate with a lot of people, I think, especially, yeah. I mean, and I've been in the place, uh, I'm not sure if you have too, but I've been in the place where there was no money, where there was deep debt, where you're terrified of money. Mm-hmm. That domain at that point in time would have gotten my attention. I can tell you that. Yeah. It would have got my attention in a big, big way. So yeah, payafteryourmanifest.com. Okay, sign me up. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It already takes that pressure off. You know, you weren't, mm-hmm. there's no added like, oh man, I paid for this. I have to manifest. And that's yes. really, I know we manifest from the best feeling place. And if that is what, how it feels best to you, then I want to give that to people. That's really, really cool. Well, this has been great. I have really enjoyed getting to know you and learning about what you do. And I love your story. I mean, you've had some really interesting and exciting things happening. Um, so all I can think of to say is, you know, let's stay in touch. We'll bring you back some time to, I don't know, we'll figure something out to, to bring you back and to do another show. But thank you. This has been really great. You are welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. Good, because that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal, right? right? Your I daily love dose it. of happy. So for helping you too, hey, another yes. win for us here on Hello. <laughs> I love this. This is really good. Amazing. <laughs> well, you have the right attitude. You have the attitude that we're always looking for, which is where's the joy? I mean, that's part of your finding the evidence thing, I think. That's where yeah. it really comes from. But uh, man, you just have that in spades. Thank Ooh. you. <laughs> Chills running up and down my spine. I like that. <laughs> So thank you, Cassie Parks. Thank you, live streamers, for all your contributions and, and sharings. Thank you especially to our podcast listeners everywhere, because without you, we wouldn't have a podcast. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.